0: Listen to Evropa Rocks live from Bulgaria. Listen to Evropa Rocks live from Bulgaria.
1: You're listening to Evropper Rocks on Rocks. Radio Nope.
2: Nope. On Radio Nope, I'm Maxim and Martin. Happy Easter. Christos Vos Happy Easter Vistina Voskrese.
1: That's correct. Uh, tonight we have a very, very special noise rock themed show. And uh, we have the guest to back it up. We have Ed Fraser from Heads. Uh, what we heard now in the beginning was the Russian band Staslivaya Smert. I have very bad Russian. I have none. <laughs> well, uh, it means happy death. Uh, it is from their album Opravdanie, which uh, means excuse. Excuse? Excuse? Yes. And we heard another song called Double.
2: Double. Uh, if I'm a native English speaking person, Double won't be the correct translation. Could, it, it could be, be anything double. It should be double-ganger, double-ganger. Yeah.
1: Dvojnik means double-ganger.
2: Yes. Okay. okay. we figured that out. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: something uh, the Russian band Happy Death or Staslivaya Smrt uh, say about themselves is that uh, the art of the collective is like a, a surgeon's um, look Uh, at preparing a body for the surrounding uh, consequences those are songs of uh, downfall and the inability to uh, experience strong emotions the songs uh, sound like uh, that something uh, there is something you can't feel Hmm. so much that it hurts something that you can't feel something that you can't feel uh so much that it hurts uh-huh okay you can't feel stuff so much that it hurts, hurts. Yeah. <laughs> some really dark gothic stuff from a band called happy death from russia
2: where from russia i didn't check
1: uh i think that i think they were from moscow but
2: it's a recent release it came out uh, i think in february okay um i have nothing to add so far um do you want to elaborate more on the Russian scene? <laughs> we should? I, I, uh,
1: I don't know uh, enough of, about the, the Russian scene, but uh, I know that uh, for the first time uh, in the history of Evropa Rogues uh, I really wanted to play two songs from one band. Uh, it's um, Hard choice. Yeah, the, the band is called Warhorns from uh, the UK, uh, from a city called Torquay. Or Torquay, I don't know how to pronounce it.
2: I'll take a look later.
1: Yeah, it's T O R Q U A Y, the name of the city. Uh, but the name of the EP for War Horns is uh, three. And uh, the two songs that we're going to hear are, are called Head Seekers and Meat. Uh, both of them are kind of uh, 90s noise sounding. This is uh, our Easter col- Eastern. Uh, this is our Easter collision show. So most of the bands are going to be really, really noisy. We, we're not going to have that much classic rock and roll influences mm. in whatever we hear tonight. For uh, fresh, for uh, unfortunately for Martin. That we won't have any uh, '70s references. N-
2: no iron or bell blues. or bell-bottom
1: pants, <laughs> or flower power. Tonight is uh, dedicated to hate. I got my flower power <laughs> earlier. <coughs> yeah, we um, before the show, me and Martin listened to some of his singles collection that he's been amassing at great paces. Which I was an- talking about the weed but anyway.
2: Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, uh, so what's the last uh, last question uh, to Martin? Uh just a uh, shout out to Marta who right now. Yeah. If she's listening, we're thinking about you so. And uh Martin Be strong, be strong Marta. So, uh what's the last record that uh, you bought? The last single the- by a European band.
2: Uh uh But the European one? Okay, Mm, I think, I'm not really sure which one is the last European single that I bought, but uh, I really enjoyed the Purple Hill, which one, they they have only one, I think, uh, 7-inch record and uh, it's a beautiful picture disc. Yeah, it's really, really, really beautiful. It really goes with the seasonal festivities. Mm, the colouring and um, actually also the title of the songs, you know, Al- Alchemy, you know, the... the when you're uh, cooking
1: the the paint the for the eggs. <laughs> okay, uh, enough dumb English from Stone, guys. Uh, and we're going to hear two songs by the band Warhorns from the UK. The first one is called Seekers, and the second one is called Meat. Meat. So you meatheads better listen, this is a proper rogues. <laughs>
3: to Evropa Rocks on
1: Radio Nope. And this was Warhorns with both of their songs, Heat Seekers and Meat. meat. Go buy that shit. It's really good. Do <laughs> you mean the meat? Everybody is meat. <laughs> uh, what we're hearing now, probably talk a little bit about the backing track. This is. Uh, as you know, uh, we're always using uh, a backing track from uh, a Bulgarian band. This time it's uh, from a band that's currently not active. Um, it's called K-P-D-N-U-A, uh, which means... How do you tr- Google okay. translate that? Hmm. What was the translation in English? Uh, a I'm sure ca- there's... Capacity a for... W- work. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> capacity for actual work. Okay, uh we're not going to try i uh, to translate it. You can hear it and uh, figure it out for yourself uh, just uh, type into the googles KPD-0 Sofia Bulgaria, uh, a very influential band in the noise rock scene here, uh, fronted by Ivan Shentov, uh, one of the guitar players. I have the honor of playing in a band together with him called Peter Pickoff and uh, the drummer Elenko 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 Petrov I'm sorry so uh, and you can buy their full almost full discography on vinyl through ugly and proud proud records Uh, this is KPD Zero Google it and we're moving on to the part that everybody's been waiting for because
2: nobody wants us to hear us talk about music Uh, just quick note this band, Heads, has nothing to do with the other band, The Heads. And that's all from me for tonight. <laughs> this is all of the preparation that Martin did for tonight's show, to
1: just to say the line that The Heads uh, are the psychedelic band uh, from the UK. Uh, which or is really not, noisy. Which is really noisy, and we have some stuff well. uh, that's uh, connected to them later in the show, but right now we're going to speak to Ed Fraser, uh, an Australian native from Melbourne, I think, who moved to Germany to make noise rock and they just released an excellent, really, really, really excellent new album called uh, Collider. For me, it's uh, the first this year, it's the first contender for Album of the Year, for my personal tastes. Okay. Um, the production is very good, but the lyrics are very, very, very very uh, introspective and uh it's just uh, music that you would like to bum out to Ooh. and think about the pointlessness of your existence so we're going to go stuff yeah uh first we're going to hear one of the title tracks from collider by heads uh, you can find them on facebook on heads noise so it's Facebook.com slash HeadsNoise and there on the last
2: post that they did you can ask some questions to Ed Fraser. Did you... Uh, just a quick question. Did you add, add, add that there's a dot after the title?
1: Yeah, the name, the name of the band Heads is followed by a dot. So it's Heads Dot. And right now we're going to hear the title track which is called Last Gasp Shout, Shout. from Collider which came out last week by the Heads from australia and kind of germany and kind of germany and from australia tune in
4: Bulgaria. But if
1: they talk or... they're talking exactly fine. Right now we are on the air, you're listening to Rapper Rogues and who we have on the phone is Ed Fraser from the excellent noise rock band from Berlin. Uh, this is uh, very interesting for us because uh, actually Ed is the second Australian person that we're interviewing for uh, a show dedicated to European music. The first one was, of course, uh, Peter Pires from elusive sound, uh, a post-rock label which is kind of based around uh, Lisbon, Switzerland and whatever. Uh, So the first question logically is what made you come down here?
4: Yeah, um, I guess for me like I was sort of playing in bands in Australia and sort of trying to Tour and play shows, and it's, it, I just actually found it really hard down there. It's um, it's such a huge country in terms of the size of the place, um, but then the population is so small that it's really really difficult for smaller bands to find an audience. So unless you really crack it and you you know become mega famous or something, it is it is pretty difficult. Um, to make a go of it, touring and stuff. So for me, it was, it was. I just sort of thought, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna move to Europe. I'm gonna do some touring, and see what happens. And uh, originally, I planned to just kind of stay for six months or a year and just have some fun in Berlin. Um, but then I started Heads with Peter and Chris, and I really loved the band. And five years later, and still living here, still in Berlin
1: but you also travel a lot. So how yeah. how would you say, uh, because uh, I had a few uh, very favorite bands from Australia, one of them was called uh, This uh, City Sunrise, which uh, later transformed into a band called Gatherer. They're actually from New Zealand and they moved to Melbourne when they changed their name. Have you heard of This City Sunrise? And what's with the, the noise rock scene in, uh, uh, Australia, because you also have a lot of good bands uh, coming out from there. Uh, especially Mark of Cain uh, comes uh, to mind.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to be honest, I haven't heard of um, This City Sunrise. The Mark of Cain, I was a huge fan of as a teenager. Um, a friend of mine gave me like a burnt copy of a CD, you know, and I was like, "What the, what the hell is this?" The one, and the
1: one produced by Henry Rollins. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I think it's called Ill at Ease, something like that.
1: Yeah, but, that, yeah. Very bad with names here.
4: Yeah. It's a, it's a killer album, and they've definitely got something very special. Um, I think yeah, like the, the, the sort of noise rock stuff or the noisier stuff in, in Melbourne especially is just. It's ridiculous how good it is. Um, it's so far away, so a lot of these bands, people who aren't from Australia or aren't from Melbourne, they, they never hear of them, but there are so many good bands, uh, it's ridiculous. I may be biased, but I, I think Melbourne is, especially for heavy stuff and noisy stuff or stuff that's a bit understated and not too over the top, a bit bleak. I think Melbourne especially is, is one of the best cities in the world for that. It's,
1: uh, we we yeah. personally have this uh, opinion of uh, a lot of European bands and that's why this uh, particular show is dedicated to those in the underground that uh, are going to remain uh, unheard uh, and we're going to uh, want to kind of give them uh, some uh, exposure, uh, however small it might be. Uh, it just uh, it just makes sense because there are a lot of like great U.S. bands and whatever, but there are certain specifics, especially in uh, in Europe, because there are so much different cultures, like uh, horizontally and vertically different, uh, yeah. that uh, every scene and uh, is uh, like has its own specifics, and it's uh, there's so much culture crammed into uh, such a small territory that. Uh, sometimes it's overwhelming how how much artists aren't being uh, uh, actually recognized for like the great work that, that they're doing so how would yeah. you compare uh, you living because you've lived in uh, Germany for f- five years now how would yeah. how would you compare the like the musical life here uh, compared to what you experienced in Melbourne and Australia in general
4: yeah yeah it's definitely um... Not sure really if "easier" is the right word, but it's it's not as difficult for bands in Europe, I think, to get out and get themselves heard as it is for bands from Australia. The audiences there's there's just more people in a smaller area, so it's just the audiences are bigger, and it's easier to find your audience and for your audience to find you. Um, but Berlin itself, in terms of like rock and and noise rock and stuff like this there are like a ton of great bands and there's a ton of great german punk bands and post-punk bands and all sorts of stuff um but i don't know berlin's berlin's an interesting place there's all sorts of people doing all sorts of stuff it's really at heart it's a techno city you know like it's um the the big thing in berlin is, is, is techno and clubbing uh, but yeah, it's strong. There's good bands for sure. Which, which
1: is your favorite club in Berlin, where you've played?
4: Uh, <laughs> that I've played.
1: Yeah, that uh, you played. Because uh, I I went on a short trip this February and went to like a, a bunch of uh, shows, like five days in a row, and uh, went to like a different show. And yeah. uh, I I visited a couple of uh, squad places and uh, a couple of club clubs. Uh, like stoner shows, noise rock shows. And it it was pretty much different everywhere that uh, uh, those things were happening, but all of them were interesting in some way. Maybe some of them weren't that good. Yeah. yeah. But uh, what's your favorite venue in Berlin?
4: Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a place called Tiefgrund that's really small, that I really really like. Um, They're good people, it's good sound and they have good bands. I like a place called West Germany as well, because it's pretty interesting and it's pretty Berlin, like it's kind of falling apart, it's very DIY, it's in like an old, um, I don't know, it's like an old butcher's store or like an old meat factory or something, there's tiles on the walls and there's sort of stuff hanging off the ceiling, that's, for me, that's kind of the right vibe if I'm going to go in and, and watch something heavy or noisy or... Something that's not very friendly.
1: Um, have you have you gone on uh, longer tours with uh, Heads, especially for your first uh, LP? We
4: we toured kind of sporadically after the first one for for a couple of years, but we didn't. We never toured like you know two months straight, three months straight, nothing like that. It was always shorter runs. Um, but we did tour sort of sporadically, but only in Europe. Uh, so far in the UK but that was a that was an awesome experience for me uh, you know coming from Australia you get in a car and you drive like 12 hours and you're still in Australia and then you drive another 30 hours and you're still in Australia but in Europe uh, next thing you know I'm in France you know yeah the cheese
1: is I'm good. about to enjoy some wine I'm about to eat some cheese and about to be uh, completely ignored by people who don't uh, uh, who don't uh, refuse to speak English. <laughs> no, uh, actually, all of my uh, uh, like personal uh, experiences in France were uh, terrific. So, uh, yeah, in- anybody in France listening, uh, j'utem. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, to be honest, uh, I'm kind of a fanboy, and uh, uh, I'm really happy that we're being able to do that interview because um, I really believe that uh, Collider is one of the best noise rock records that have come out this year. I'm not an—I uh, don't pretend to be an expert, but uh, it's uh, just right up my alley. Uh, it has kind of a—I uh, know when artists are offended by uh, like uh, comparisons to other bands uh but it's uh kind of the 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 most uh logical thing in in trying to make a reference to people who haven't heard you uh yeah. so i i really love young widows and this is like this is bumming me out more than young widows so <laughs> you've done a you've done a great job
4: yes yeah i guess we're maybe a bit more depressed than those guys i'm not sure <laughs> Why? <laughs> you're no, you're coming.
1: You're coming from such a warm place.
4: Yeah, yeah. Melbourne's a bit rainy. Like it's definitely hot in summer, but it has a bit of a. It's definitely a bit rainy and windy and grey for for quite a lot of the year because it's right down the bottom. It's right down south, and I I think that definitely contributes to the to the music that comes yeah. out of that city. You know, like. Yeah, I could be completely wrong. I could be completely ignorant. I'm not sure, but uh, to me, it seems like bleak, depressed, or sort of understated, heavy stuff doesn't tend to come out of, like, you know, Jamaica or. (laughs) Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, Yeah, I have uh, definitely the uh, the weather uh, affects the music. For example, uh, a, a lot of stoner comes from Greece right now and yeah. uh, the weather, they have like the most uh, sunny days uh, per year in, uh, on continental Europe. Yeah. So uh, if the weather is hot and you can just open a beer and like smoke a joint, it makes, it makes sense that uh, like you're going to probably do stoner and probably hang out at the beach, which is the closest thing they have to a desert. Uh <laughs> yeah, everybody. Uh, yeah, and slow. uh and Bulgaria is like a very politically corrupt. We have like a nice weather half of the year, I think. And yeah. uh but the other half is really fucking depressing. And yeah. so there's a lot of doom bands and a lot of ska bands
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> for every part of the year. <laughs> so oh, so I'll how the do how
2: bad. does how Thanks does, how really
1: does the different. weather in Berlin affect you know, your songwriting?
4: Huh. Yeah, you know, like it totally, I think it totally contributes, especially winter and when it's cold and dark, like, it's, it's, for me, that's the perfect time to write music, just, yeah, it, it works, like, when it's sunny and nice outside, you kind of want to be out there and, you know, eating an ice cream and riding around on your bike or whatever, but, yeah, Berlin, it's got long cold winters and for me that's perfect for songwriting. Just put yourself in a dark room and see what comes out.
1: Uh, we're going to discuss uh, the new record in a bit. Uh, I just want to break everything into segments to get all of the bullshit questions out of the way in the first 15 minutes so j- yep. uh, we can uh, uh, clean out uh, on, and uh, the audience, so only the the true fans remain. When we get into the like really uh, juicy stuff, uh, for me it's uh, very interesting. Um, for your first LP, uh, forgive me, I forgot the name of the first LP. Can you share it with the audience?
4: It's just self-titled. Doesn't yeah, it doesn't have a name, so you are forgiven for getting that one. Yeah. Yeah,
1: because uh, the artwork was, uh, uh, especially the the design for the vinyl was uh, spectacular. It was done by some design studio. I I, I checked them out. It, uh, like there was like uh, some uh, laser cuts in the actual uh, sleeve of the record, and uh, it was kind of interactive while you were putting uh, pulling out the inserts. You can say a couple of words from for like, what what was the like. Uh, What was working with those guys that designed it and a little bit about the like the concept of the first record?
4: That that was a very cool experience. Um, So that was done by a guy called Manuel Weasley, um, Manu, and uh, he lives in Saarbrücken in um, Southwest Germany. And he, me and Chris, the bass player, were living together at the time in Berlin. And um, Manu came up and stayed with us for a week. He lived in our apartment. And it was just the three of us every day trying to nut out a concept for the artwork. Um, One thing that we sort of uh, like to do is have something that's kind of interactive. Um, It's the same with the new LP. You can kind of take it out and move it around and fuck with it a bit because if you're holding a 12-inch record in your hands, to me it makes a whole lot of sense that you should be able to pick it up and move it around and you know, do something interesting with it. So that was definitely something we discussed, was this idea of, of making something that's um, interactive and, and pliable. Um, yeah, but so, and yeah, the rest of the, the artwork, I love his, uh, his font. His font design as well, it's amazing. His lettering, his typo, like just really, really good. Um, and so then he, he, he had the idea of, of die cutting holes. So we used a, a slightly different design for the digital and the CD that we did for the vinyl. So the digital and the, and the CD version has digital glitching. On the typo, the typo is the same, but then it's been digitally altered and glitched. And so, for the vinyl LP, we used uh, analog glitching, so to speak. So um, to okay. take the, the I, analog- I think I, I
1: think the the vinyl junkies are uh, dripping uh, cum already. <laughs> <laughs> For uh, like with the uh, the whole explanation, so uh, you probably uh, I think uh, your first LP is uh, completely sold out, right?
4: Uh there there is a repress now. You can get clear vinyl. There's a few left, I think. But the the first two versions sold out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So everybody who has a like really nasty vinyl fetish and is into noise rock, uh, go to headsnoise.bandcamp.com and uh, get a copy uh, from Heads uh, Dot. And will talk about the Dot a, li- a little bit later. Uh, HeadsNoise.Bandcam.com and uh, get their first LP. And we're going to talk about their newly released Collider. And right now, we're going to take a quick break and listen to the title song from Collider, which is named Wah 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 Collider. All right, talk to you in a bit. Alrighty, keep listening.
5: Please take another swing. See it all. Come down. It's over. Another dream. Only this one was hard to tell. And when I'm old and over. Bury me under scorched earth I don't want to waste another swing, So at least make it something with worth See the dust rise off the table Run your hand across the ledge Taste the way the world collides right under your own chair. Crowds gather, entropy runs down. Evelyn carefully puts on her favorite gown. And if tonight my elevator should fall, then I, for one, am sick of it all. Alright, will reply we use Chekhov's gun While the goddess all around Cast their eyes up to the sun Unfake Unafraid
0: Listen to Evropa Rogues live from Bulgaria.
1: Please take another swing, see it all calm down. It's over, another dream. Only this one and one. Only this one was hard to tell. So, this was Collider from the Heads debut. Oh, sorry. Uh, The Heads' uh, second album, Collider. We have Ed Fraser on the phone and we're going to talk a little bit more about the record now. So. My first question, uh, because uh, I managed to get you to send me the lyrics and uh, actually delve a little bit uh, deeper into the concept of uh, the record, uh, there's a lot of themes about traveling and death, and like the whole thing uh, kind of reeks of uh, escapism. Uh, what are, like, uh, I don't want to ask like a, the. Uh, the cliche question, because it's very easy to kind of do puns and ask you, okay, what's the issues that you're colliding with on this record? Uh, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm going to be a little bit more serious because uh, I think this is a very serious record and it comes from a very like deep and dark place. So, what's uh, what's about all of the the themes of like trying to escape and like uh, how that uh, how does that tie into like uh, your perception of death because you're exploring it more in that record and. Ed? Hello? Do you hear me?
4: Oh, sorry, cut it cut out for a second there.
1: Alright, so I'm going to repeat that very, very long question. The <laughs> <laughs> last
4: um, word was death, and then
2: everything. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah the last word is always death. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I was asking because um, there are a lot of themes about traveling and death, and um, like uh, the whole thing is um, deals a lot with escapism, uh, especially in the lyrics. And uh, what is there? uh, And I I can feel that this comes. This record comes from a very personal place of trying to uh, like escape some. like some personal issue or whatever if you feel comfortable elaborating on that I think it would be very interesting to the listeners
4: sure yeah well, you've you definitely hit the nail on the head with dead it's uh that's kind of the overarching theme of the record Um, all the songs are, are connected in one way or another you Yeah, there there is
1: definitely a narrative. You can feel it in the, like, even in the dynamics of the songs. Uh, You 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 told the story. What's that story about?
4: Yeah, Um, it's it's hard to it's hard to put it into words apart from in the lyrics of the song. But the overall idea is is basically the acceptance that everything is meaningless. Um, that's the overarching theme um, that, you know...
1: But after, just... uh, but, but after an experience like that, do you gain power or you feel more powerless? Because uh, there was an interview with Ian McKay from Fugazi who once said that uh, when you realize that uh, your life is completely insignificant and nothing really means anything, uh you're completely free to do whatever the fuck you want yeah and you're completely free is there like is there this kind of positive message in the record
4: it's liberating that idea definitely um i definitely haven't deliberately put that message into the into the record it's just what happened when we wrote the songs
1: you know um
4: yeah, it's hard to say. No, no, no. Yeah. I know.
1: I know. It's kind of a dumb question because uh, uh, nobody, no artists, uh, likes to explain his art. Uh, <laughs> this this definitely takes away from the mysteriousness and uh, like the potency of the uh, the actual music, which is very, very, very good. And as I said, uh, I'm a fanboy doing a fanboy doing an interview right now. It's not. This is not this is not respectable journalism <laughs> coming coming out from Sofia, Bulgaria.
4: No, it's all it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. It's definitely completely free to ask. Um, I I try not to explain in too much detail what any of my songs are about, as well for the reason that if someone listening to it gets something from it and they, they listen to a particular song and they take something from it that means something to them and then they read you know, something from me where I then say, well, you know, the song's about rollerblading or something, then it, it potentially is gonna really ruin that for that person as well. Um, which is part of the reason why I, I try not to explain things in too much detail. Yeah,
1: yeah. In, in interpretation of uh, like what uh, the music is about is uh, have the fun. Now, as I told you, I don't want you to uh, spell out the concept or like say uh, exactly where uh, you wrote uh, this particular word. This is for uh, like uh, huger nerds than us. Um, there's also a lot of themes uh, about uh, driving on the record, uh, yeah. which, which kind of while I was listening to, uh, uh, probably on the, the third or the fourth listen of the record, I was ki- kind of started laughing, but not uh, like not, not because of the record, but just because I thought that uh, this would what would uh, Neil Fallon from Clutch would sound like, like if uh, like he had like bipolar or some uh, other. Uh, like bra- uh, psychology disorder. <laughs> like because he's always like uh, all the clutch lyrics are about like cars and burning tires and like pistons and like they're cold clutch. So yeah, <laughs> like this will this what would sound like if uh, Leo, Neil Fallon would like get fucking depressed? <laughs> <laughs> I hope uh, you take this as a compliment. Yeah. If yeah. you don't, I apologize. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh Collider uh, you can share a little bit more about uh, the technical stuff uh, a, a lot of people that listen to us are musicians because uh, the only people right now who I believe are really interested into discovering new music are uh, people who do music mostly yeah. uh, so you said that uh, the, the the whole period of writing the record and recording it took two or three years. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, there's something that happens with when you're working so, so long on material that um, you kind of get fatigued from hearing it over and over because you have to hear it once when you have to hear it like uh, 50 times when you're doing the demo, you have to hear it a hundred times when you're recording it, uh, another 150 times when you're mixing it. The master you're almost done and like you kind of uh, lost all energy and like you, you can't really tell if like something is too high or too low or whatever. Yeah. So uh, how do you feel of the, after those two years of writing Collider and recording it?
4: I. Pretty, pretty comfortable with it. Yeah, I, I think with any, like any record I've ever done, there's always, if I listen too closely, there's probably always one or two things I, I change or, but yeah, with this one, when we, when we said, all right, this is it, it's done, um, I felt pretty comfortable with it. Yeah, it feels like, what we were, trying to, say. And what we were trying to achieve—it feels like it feels like we did it. it It's—it feels like the record is the record that it was supposed to be. Um, yeah, it's a long yeah, two to three years. It's a long time to be working on on one thing, and you can so easily lose perspective. Um, but I I think I think it's all right. I think I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
1: It's definitely more than all right. Um, While you were in the studio, you can tell us where you recorded it, uh, how much time it took. Uh, I think it was about two weeks or something. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, and uh, was there like something unorthodox that uh, you would do in the studio in terms of like guitar sound, drums, or bass, or some like different unorthodox approach towards recording in the the sessions? Because uh, the. The fidelity of the sound is really good. Uh, I love like the natural sound. Uh, there is literally minimum minimum processing. You can hear minimum processing on like all of the instruments, and everything sounds like really natural. So, what was the secret?
4: We did it with. Um, so we recorded with a guy called Jan Kirscher at a, a studio called Ghost City, which is near Nuremberg in Germany it's like I think it's about 40 minutes or so outside of Nuremberg and um, it's called Ghost City I think because there's kind of not really anything else around it's just this big old studio uh, surrounded by a few little houses in a village where everyone's about 60 years old and when you're in there you're in there there's, there's not really a whole lot else to do So we were definitely completely focused on the on the record the whole time we were there Um, We took I think nearly three weeks like two and a half weeks ish um, Just in Ghost City every day uh, Start to finish the The main part of every song is is live tracked Um, That was something that's really important for us. We We wanted and needed to feel like it feels like when we play it in a room together. Um, So, the the vast majority of the record is live tracked with us in Studio A at Ghost City, which is the big room. Um, Unorthodox stuff, um, the guitars, it's probably not really unorthodox, but all of my guitars were always, uh, I was always running dual amps. For every track, so I had and I had two different setups. So one of them was uh, a Fender Twin on the left channel, and then like an old Orange OR120 on the right channel, and they're always playing simultaneously. And that was isolated in the booth. Um, and then and there was a I had a second uh, live guitar setup, which was in the room with us, which was. Uh, which was another Orange OR120 in the right channel, and then like a Vox AC30 in the left, and then that was just cranked so loud that I could just feel the feedback, and um, yeah, get the guitars really cranking. We did something cool with the drums too. Uh, so we had this guy called Luke Luke Hess, uh, who plays in some great bands, Coil Guns, Closet Disco Queen, uh, some Swiss bands. And he came in and tracked some extra drums on um, "To Call and Let It Ring" and "Youth." So both of those tracks have a second drum, uh, second drum kit on them. And we set up the drums in the hallway, like just in the hallway of the studio, and just let him go for it. That was that was cool.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So uh, you have. Uh, a few dates lined up around Germany with uh, Terra Mellos, uh from California. How did that happen? Because they're kind of a... like they're a noise band in a sense with their excessive use of uh, like different effects and pedals and uh, stuff, but they're kind of a lot more uh, go lucky and happy in their songwriting and uh, yeah. like uh, definitely more abstract in terms of uh, what they're doing. So, yeah. how do you think those shows would go? And uh, like, how did it happen?
4: I've, yeah, I've looked at some of their, um, their videos of how the, the guitar player is putting together some of the tracks.
1: Nick Reinhardt, With... I think. Yeah. yeah. That's,
4: that's impressive. Like, yeah, I don't even know how he's doing that stuff half the time. It's incredible. Um yeah, four artists, the, the promoter or the booker for the for the German uh, leg of their tour and they just asked us to, to, to join as support. Unfortunately we couldn't do the whole tour, we could only do a couple of dates. Um, so we're just joining for, for two dates with those guys and then back to Berlin where we're gonna have a, a release party for Collider. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. For us, it's for us. It's it's interesting, you know. The support band. Maybe the audience is gonna like us. Maybe they're gonna hate us. Maybe one person loves us and everyone else hates us. I don't know.
1: Yeah, well, uh, the, this uh, I think uh, the the Terramelos crowd is uh, uh, like super open-minded uh, if they're uh, listening to that kind of music uh so uh, I think uh, a lot of people that are listening to noise rock are listening to what people call math rock or whatever so it's um, uh, it kind of uh, really makes sense in terms of uh, the people that are going to attend the show. So and if you kick ass, which I un- I think undoubtedly will happen, uh, I think everything is going to go fine. So we're going to hear uh, youth from Collider. Uh, from Heads, and we're going to come back to Ed Fraser, the singer and songwriter and vocalist for Heads from Melbourne, based in Berlin, with a bunch of other great guys and our great musicians. So, talk, to- listen out to you from Heads from their album collateral <laughs> are listening to Evropa Rogues, and this was the song Youth from the album Collider by the band Heads. Ed Ed, can you Hello. hear me? Alright. Yo yo. Oh, it's it's so uh, knock on wood, it's so refreshing not to have any technical difficulties during an interview. <laughs> this is the <laughs> the probably the second time it has happened. Uh so why didn't uh why is there a dot in the name i'm going to ask one of those uh stupid journalist questions why is there a dot in the name please explain <laughs> your art now don't that leave was, um... a, don't leave anything to people's imagination let <coughs> just spell everything the fuck out so they can consume it and go home and sleep and think they're smart <laughs>
4: It's uh, that was actually uh, Chris, the bass player's idea, um, to to add the dot at the end of the name. He also came up with the name Heads. Um, we've never discussed between us what that actually means. Um, but for me, what I what I think it means is it's kind of a way of just saying, um, "This is it. This is this is kind of what you get." You know, there's not a whole lot of bullshit. I think in in the band and in the music, so it's kind of just a way of saying, "This is us. This is who we." Are.
1: That's where it ends. A reasonable answer. <laughs> no, <laughs> it it totally makes sense. Uh, it just uh, I I am not saying uh, that anybody stole the idea or anything. Uh, it's uh, interesting because horse of course, you know the noise rock band from the uh, in the U.S. called Horse. Yeah. They also spell uh, the ending of their name with a dot. But yeah. uh, for, but for them was uh, like for different reasons because uh, they were getting like censored on uh, when they uploaded their stuff on iTunes and stuff. So they had to put a dot or something to kind of change the word.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It, it was. I- it was yeah, it was kind
1: of a funny story because I have a horse shirt and uh, some some guys like walking on the street would like look at the shirt and just high five me and I would like they wouldn't feel the disdain and the hate I feel for those people. So, yeah.
4: so um, were they high fiving you because they like the band or they are high fiving you because because they like the name?
1: Uh, no, because uh, they think it just means that I like horses. <laughs> As, right. in, as, in, yeah. as in promiscuous women. Yeah, yeah. Oops. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, enough with uh, my stupid stories. We're going to move on to the questions that you, you have already read on your Facebook page. Uh, some coming from your friends, some coming from complete strangers. So we're going to do a lightning round of questions. So I would oh. ask you to kind of answer only with like one sentence to like each, or one word, or however you decide, to each question.
4: Alright, I'm gonna get myself in the position.
1: Okay. Right. I'm ready,
4: I'm ready.
1: It's three, two, one. Okay, the first question is by Josh Schmidt. Why does the bass player has a, has such a huge nose? Really interested, please let me know.
4: Uh, because he has beautiful eyes
1: there yeah, in the uh, nose. it's uh, complimenting those all right uh, fair answer uh, a correct answer <laughs> you're continuing on to the next round Ed. uh is there a really a site project named fleetwood tank and this one is called uh, is asked by uh, fabian bremer or fabian bremer or fabian blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um
4: there is a side project called fleetwood tank uh where everyone gets drunk and sleeps with each other constantly yes
1: and sleeps with each other mhm <laughs> all right we're sleeping passed out asleep. this is this is very berlin uh okay the next question uh comes from uh Alice Arin uh before i even knew uh where you guys were from i thought you were an australian band i wasn't that wrong I keep hearing Roland S. Howard from the birthday party, of course, in the guitars and a warmth that is unusual of most noise rock bands. Is the Aussie sound a conscious influence?
4: It's completely unconscious. If I tried to get rid of it, I couldn't. It's just, it's just in there. There's nothing I
1: can do. Okay, this was an answer for Elise. Uh, The (laughs) next question comes from Chris Brewer. How is Jim doing? Who is Jim and what is he doing? Is he doing it often or he's doing it from time to time? Just tell us about Jim and what he is doing.
4: Jim's still missing, but my question is who is Chris Breuer? You know? <laughs> what what's he doing right now?
1: <laughs> we'll let Chris Brewer answer this in the comments if he had the guts to listen to a proper rogues, motherfucker. So the next question comes from Julien Trez. Or Julian Trez, or like th- uh, this show is not uh, particularly um, uh, known for its eloquence. So uh, it's Julian Trez. What's your past and/or current musical obsessions?
4: I'm I'm currently obsessed with a band called Sons. Actually, I don't know exactly where they're from. Somewhere in the U.S., I think, or maybe Canada, but I think the U.S. Um Sons,
1: yeah. uh, can you spell this out for our dear audience and for me?
4: It's S U U N S. Um I don't know exactly how to describe their music. It's not particularly heavy, but it is particularly good. It's very, very good.
1: Alright, uh Julian Trez was uh Julian Trez was uh particularly active in our asking of questions, so uh, he or she, I don't want to assume uh, his gender, this is not politically correct anymore. So, uh, what's your favorite noise rock bands? Is mm. sons noise rock?
4: Definitely not, nah. I really love uh, the band Cherubs, um, from Austin in Texas, I think. They released an album like a few years ago called To Infinity, which I just think is fucking amazing.
1: Um, have you heard you know, of, I- Have you heard of the Powder Room from Atlanta? I think they, yeah. I, they disbanded. Jin Gene Woo Folk uh, is kind of a fan of heads. And, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, this would This would be a kick-ass tour if uh, they were active and you could do Europe together. He was also yeah. like the sound guy for Maserati. I don't know if you like Maserati.
4: We did a show with Maserati here in Berlin last year. Yeah, awesome band, awesome band. I really like the powder room as well. Uh, Yeah, it's a bummer they disbanded. When When I first got into noise rock, I guess my initial stuff was what everyone gets into at first, which is, you know, shellac and the Jesus Lizard and blew my mind a bit before I got to delve a bit deeper into what else is out there.
1: Okay. Uh, next question from Julian. What's your most important piece of gear, except your mm, I... head? <laughs> Sorry, dumb <laughs> <laughs> dumb joke.
4: Um, I I have a guitar. It's like a Fender Telecaster Deluxe, and I've had it for like 15 years, and I use it for everything. Like it's just a noise rock classic. It's just this one guitar, and I don't know why, but to me it just sounds better than every other guitar I've ever had. So that's it. It's just it's all about that that one guitar.
1: All right, and last question from Julian because he's getting pretty I don't know getting getting a little bit pushy with those four questions. Who are your favorite character from Heartbreak High? Mine, (laughs) mine is Bolton. I haven't um, seen Heartbreak High, so you can elaborate a little bit on the premise of the show and uh, who is Bolton and why you're against it. <laughs>
4: Heartbreak High uh, is a terrible Australian show from the '90s, and it's all about teenagers that go to a high school and they're all breaking each other's hearts all the time. <laughs> Bol- I'm Bolton, Bolton, so sorry, cool. <laughs> Just... Oh man, ridiculous, <laughs> but. I'm very impressed that he knows this, but uh, I was all about Drazik. He had, first, he had an eyebrow ring in like 1994, which at that time was pretty amazing, and he, <laughs> he'd, he'd do backflips on, on his rollerblades in the school, so, pretty cool.
1: Fucking badass. I hope Drazik is uh, like raking in the cash and like the all the women I'm- right now. Where is Drasik now? That's the question. Where is Drasik now? <laughs> all right, uh, I will have to Google what Drasik means. So, last question comes from Justin Reed. What is the image on the cover of Collider? This uh, uh, this question comes down into the category of, please explain your art. This this should make more sense to me. It shouldn't be so abstract because I need to make sense of it all. Otherwise, I can't sleep. So, uh. Let's not answer directly to the question of Justin Reed and say what should Justin feel when he sees it?
4: Sure, um, Justin should feel whatever he wants to feel. Uh, the artwork was done by a guy called um, Fabian Bremer, who also plays guest guitar on the Last Gasp Shout. Um, and what I really like about the cover art is that it is pretty fucking hard to tell what it is. Um, but it definitely, for me, sort of encapsulates the feeling of the, the songs on the record. Um, Barbie uses, uh, he often uses found art. So stuff that is found in old books and, and posters and, you know, whatever. Um, The closest, I'll I'll explain it a little bit, but I I don't really know what it is exactly and that's part of the reason why I really like it and why it works for me personally.
1: Is this his uh, perception of uh, coming to terms with uh, the futility of your existence?
4: Exactly, yeah, exactly. The idea that...
1: Man, we're really... We're really doing popular themes on this show. <laughs> like everybody's going to tune in to the meaningless of existence, if they... <laughs> yeah. Because this is a feel-good program <laughs> before all. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. Please continue.
4: Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's all about the, the idea that we're all worthless.
1: Okay. Uh, just uh, let's take twenty. Uh, can you say this again and just leave twenty or twenty-five seconds of silence?
4: <laughs> a bit, a bit of a longer silence this time, eh? Yeah. We're all insignificant. Yeah. No, he. One thing, Bobby did explain it a little bit, and um, he said that it's like a. Fiery spiral crashes to the ground during a storm that then ignited chemicals in the atmosphere and took on the rare look of a twisted fabric.
1: Of a what? Of a what?
4: Of a twisted fabric. Uh-huh, alright. Twisted so... fabric of space and time.
1: Alright, uh, because we were looking at the artwork uh, with Martin before we started the show and uh, both of us have uh, some uh, We didn't bet money on it because we don't have any. So uh, we bet our our intellectual prowess on on this, what uh, the artwork represented. And uh, my first uh, association with the artwork was uh, that it was uh, like kind of uh, a Nazi book burning. (laughs) Uh, And uh, Martin said, uh, because he's uh, a, a lot more positive than I am. I'm the nervous one in the, the bunch. He's the more laid back one and like uh, the more stoned one. So uh, he said that uh, it reminded me uh, reminded him of uh, a whirlwind of souls. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but he sang it just like that. I- I'll just uh, uh, ask Martin to sing it again just for a second.
4: That's uh, uh, that's gonna be the name of our next record.
1: <laughs> we actually checked because when he sang it, uh, I, I said, "Man, this is going to be a hit," but it probably has been done by some power metal band. And uh, we googled it, and there isn't uh, a song that uh, is named "World Wind of Souls."
4: Oh, we gotta do it. Yeah. Souls.
1: Okay, uh, we just have uh, a couple of minutes left, I hope uh, the inter- the interview was interesting to anyone who was listening. It, uh, it was definitely interesting to me because we were asking all of the questions uh, and you were doing all of the answering. Uh, you can say a little bit more about where the people can get it, any future tours, it's uh, the time in the interview where we plug shit and make people buy shit because it should be bought, and artists should be supported, especially when they're doing such great stuff like you do. So, it comes out on record. Uh, on which record label? Where people can find it? When are you going to tour? And blah blah blah.
4: So in in Europe, it's out on uh, this Charming Man Records. It came out two days ago. Um, In the U.S., it's coming out on Corpse Flower Records. I think they're still a few weeks off their release date. And in Australia, it's coming out on uh, Heart of the Rat Records. And I think they're still a couple of weeks off their release date as well. Uh, You can get it through any of those labels. You can get it from our website, headsnoise.com, or through our Bandcamp. Which is headsnoise.bandcamp.com. Uh, we're gonna do some shows in Germany over the next couple of months, and then we're gonna do some shows in the US in August, August September.
1: Are you touring uh, there by yourselves, or are you supporting someone? Or
4: we're gonna do a run of shows with uh, Vinkus which is a band which features Chris, who's also Maserati, who we were talking about earlier. And then we're going to do a run of shows with uh, Multicult from Baltimore, I think. So it's going to be East Coast. We'll start in Georgia, go up the East Coast and then finish Chicago, something like that.
1: Yeah. How, how was the for uh, with visas for uh, like uh, that tour? Uh,
4: yeah, what, was it easy I to get, get one? I, I haven't, I haven't sorted that out. That's someone else's job, but I think so.
1: Yeah.
4: As an Australian, it's, I don't think it's that much of a big problem for us.
1: And uh, all of the guys, we can, uh, of course, it's uh, more than uh, civil than to say their names and talk a little bit more where they are from and which bands they played in.
4: Yeah, yeah, so Chris Breuer, he's our uh, our bass player, Um, he lives in Berlin as well, Um, he was in a a band called Lynch in Germany, and then he played with The Ocean as well, Um, and our drummer is uh, Peter Foxman, Uh, he's living in Hamburg these days, he's playing drums with a few different bands, he's playing drums with a band called Fern, um, doing some synth stuff with the Ocean Collective as well. Uh, yeah, just three of us. Those guys are like the best rhythm section I've ever played with in any band. So, it maybe sounds like a cliche, but they're like, they're very German about it, you know? They're totally on time, very reliable. They're like it's like human metronome stuff. They're so super tight. I'm, yes, I'm a bit out of tune. I'm a bit out of time. Okay, you, know
1: you, you, you don't you don't have to suck up to them that much. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the the next the next band practice is going to be a uh, like a, a a huge hug of, it, it, of noise. It, be. it better be. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, this was Ed Fraser from heads uh, Pick up their new album collider from HeadsNoise.bandcamp.com. Uh You can find it pretty much anywhere in the world uh, Considering uh, all the distribution places that you mentioned so We're going to finish this interview and really thank Ed for being together with us and Ed would you mind doing a quick? Uh, like jingle for Evropa Rogues that we're going to use hopefully in the future so it says you can say Ed Fraser from Heads and you're listening to Evropa Rogues, you fat ass.
4: Can yeah, I do say, it! Can I say Ed Fraser from
1: Heads, Whirlwind of Soul? <laughs> <laughs> and headsnoise.bandcamp.com Okay, this was perfect. Uh, Okay, thank you, Ed, Uh, I hope uh, the conversation was interesting for everyone, definitely it was interesting for us, and we're continuing with our show, hopefully you can listen throughout the end.
4: Thank you very very much for having me on, I appreciate it.
1: Good luck with the record and good luck with the tours, and the world needs more people like you. So, bye. Roll
4: Cheers.
1: Cheers!
5: like You're tripping.
0: No, you idiot. You're listening to Europa Rocks on Radio Nope
2: Yoo-hoo.
1: Yoo-hoo! This was the end of the interview and now we have the right to be as dumb as we can. Dumb, as dumb as humanly possible.
2: Not that before we didn't have that right, but now we're just justified because justified we've, because we've done our work.
1: Uh, <laughs> for anyone who missed it, well, sucks for you. Uh, we talked uh, to Ed Fraser from Heads about their new album Collider, uh, which you can order now and catch them on tour in Germany and uh, East Coast US. And afterwards, what you heard now was the song "Core House." Uh, from the album Negativism by the album Koi, which is spelled K-H-O-Y from Turin, Italy Italy actually searching for music on uh, for this edition of the show on Bandcamp uh, the most recent uh, releases under the Noise Rock tag came from uh, a label I have learned to love which, uh, which are called Brigante Records ...and productions uh, from Piemonte. Uh, Piemonte, hey. Italy. Uh, so, uh, everybody should check out Brigante Records and Productions from Piemonte, Italy. Uh, I, I have a story. Where f- they
2: have the you noise know, rock and they have uh, the pasta. Uh, I met a noise-making guy in, in Italy in, during the summer. He... he in told your, he, uh, In the show in Bologna? Yes. Uh, no, I met him in Ravenna, and he, uh, he, w- he worked. He was our uh, waiter, uh, where we. And he played in a noise rock band. Yes, and uh, he saw. He saw our <laughs> <laughs> Noise rock doesn't pay. <laughs> uh, let me tell you the story. Uh, he he told he told me that he opened once for. Um, Merisbo and uh, something went wrong with the, uh, with the equipment and uh, there was so much uh, of feedback that uh, even uh, though he turned off all his stuff, the, the noise w- was getting louder and uh, dis- more disturbing <laughs> and uh, apparently the club owners had to t- t- turn down the whole electricity of the whole place. Including lights, fridges, and everything, and they throw him out. <laughs> Do you remember his name?
1: Do you remember the name of the guy?
2: I I had it uh, on a piece of paper. I searched it uh, in the internet later, and uh, I I found the 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 blog page. He showed me. It was some label that deals with noise. Uh, I you m- forgot the name. No, I, do, I can't. I can't. Okay. So, uh,
1: <laughs> what we heard after the interview with Ed Fraser from Heads. Dot Heads. Dot. Uh, we heard two bands from Italy. Uh, the first one is called Koi K. H. O. Y. And the second one was called Nitrono Share. N- Nitrono Share with the song La Morte Dio. Uh, from their album Pantare. You know what the which La came morte out dio on means, Brigante
2: right? Records and Productions? Right? So, what? Um, w- would you like to translate La Morte Dio? The death of a god. <laughs> so, uh, we're
1: going to continue. Uh, we don't have much time left. So, we're going to be. Uh, we have a lot less words and a lot more music. And the next song. We'll tell you about it in just a few minutes. This is a Velper Rogues, On way you know.
2: No!
0: Passengers, welcome to Europa Rogues Airlines. You have just boarded flight 420, flying to Berlin, Sofia, Budapest, Paris, London, Prague, Pomori, and many more. The flight includes beverages and the best in European underground music. Prepare for takeoff from the heart of the Balkans with Europa Rogues on Radio Nob.
1: Hi, uh, this is the last segment of uh, tonight's show, which is called the Easter Collision. Easter because Collision. In the Easter Collision, uh, me and Martin uh, just
2: collided some eggs. Yeah, collided
1: <laughs> some eggs that we're going to eat after the shows because munchies call. So, what we heard uh, before uh, this. Uh, interlude uh, was uh, the band called Orchestra of Constant Distress with their song Very Much which came out uh, from their album Distress Test uh, which came out on Riot Season Records uh, from the UK uh, in February. Has uh, some really really dark noise And afterwards, we had a featuring of uh, the other band that Martin has been referencing the whole night, The Heads. All right. The drummer and the bass player from The Heads were in this band, and uh, they're called The Big Naturals. Uh, We heard their song Krautpunk. They were a two-piece psych rock punk noise band uh, based in
2: Bristol. Uh so uh, let me repeat that. So the band we heard is The Heads. Yes, uh, no, and no the bass player and the drummer from the From the, the Heads playing yeah. in a band that's called
1: The Big Naturals. The Big
2: Naturals and that's what we listened to just now. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh we heard their song Crowdpunk. Uh of course, the big naturals are Gareth Turner on bass and Jesse Webb on drums, which later formed together with Paul Allen, uh, the very influential uh, psych rock band,
2: The Heads.
1: So, uh, this was it for the Easter Collision from uh, Sofia, Bulgaria. This was proper Rogues on Radio Nope. And what we're going to hear is one of the prime examples of European noise rock that came out from Belgium. Uh, this is Kabul Golf Club with bits of freedom, and rest in peace to their frontman, uh, which passed away a few years ago, uh, Floki. This one is for you. So, Kabul Golf Club with bits of freedom from Belgium. Ciao.
0: The best from the European underground scene. Listen to Europa Rocks every Sunday on Radio Nope, live from Bulgaria. Visit europarocks.com for extended interviews and more.